All right, welcome back to another Ask Jess episode where you have, can get all of your burning decluttering questions answered. I am Jess Marcy. I am a clutter coach and I am a little bit late for this segment because I was just on a coaching call that ran over. Uh, so my apologies, but we are going to dive right in to the questions that came in this week. If you are joining us live, please go into the comments and say hello. Let me know where you're joining us from. Hi, Trish. And if you have any questions, you can always drop them into the comments as we are going through. So the first question is, the top of my dresser is always cluttered. It seems that anything that doesn't have a spot ends up there. Where does a kettlebell actually go in between uses? Okay, I can tell you where a kettlebell does not go. <laughs> and that is on top of furniture because kettlebells are really heavy. If you have something in your life that you are actively using, it needs to have a home in your house. And this is where decluttering and figuring out how to create a home that supports your life today is so important. When you have a kettlebell that doesn't have a home, the best thing to do is find something that you're not using, that's not supporting your life today, that's not relevant to your life right now. Get rid of that, declutter that, and then create a home for the things that you're actually using. We need our homes to be functional. If things that we're using don't have a home, our homes are not functional. When our homes are not functional, it's super overwhelming and it's hard to move forward. So when we're thinking about home organization and decluttering, let's not spend time organizing anything that is not functional and supporting our lives right now. We want to live in the moment, not in the past and not in the future, right? If we're living in the past, then it's just everything is kind of like Groundhog's Day. And the truth is, it's hard to live in the future because we don't know what the future holds. So we need to live in right now. If you're using kettlebells right now, that is something that needs a home in your house. So prioritize making homes for things that you're actually using and let go of the rest, that which does not support you. So many people popping on live here. Good morning or good afternoon, I should say. Lynn, Julie, Michelle, Linda, and Mitzi, Emily, Amy, Kat, Althea, and a couple of Facebook users in there. <laughs> hello, hello. If you have any questions as I'm going through these questions, please feel free to pop them into the comments. When it comes to kettlebells, you want to categorize anything that you're storing with like items. So Kettle get, kettlebells would probably go with other exercise equipment that you have in your house. For me personally, I have my kettlebells. I have two kettlebells uh, and they are stored with other exercise-y type things, which I don't have too much exercise stuff in my house, but I have bands, like, you know, those like exercise bands. Um, I have a couple, like a roller, like those sort of things I have all in one spot. It's actually in my guest room closet on a shelf. The kettlebells are on the floor. That's where I keep my stuff, but you're going to have to find a spot that works best for you. All right, let's see. Do you have any suggestions about how to get rid of a lot of unwanted clutter without spending a lot of money? Okay, great question. Uh, decluttering does not need to cost you any money at all. If you have a lot of clutter that you need to get rid of, then I would make sure that every day or every week, you're making it a habit to go to a donation center and dropping off your stuff. So do 
as much as you can with each load every day. If you are looking at the option of having a clean out person come or getting a dumpster, but you can't afford that, then the next best thing is to move large amounts, whatever is in your physical capacity, move large amounts out consistently. You might also consider scheduling a donation pickup. So if you go to donationtown.org, donationtown.org, you can see what donation pickups are available in your area. And that is a great way to have, I mean, I have seen our community members have whole truckloads that they've gotten out that way, and that's free. So if you have a donation pickup option in your area, definitely use that. Schedule a donation pickup every week or every month. The first one that you schedule is gonna be a couple of weeks out because they're usually a little behind, but you can feel free to schedule a pickup for as much or as little as you need to get rid of. So two really good ways to get stuff out of your house. Number one, schedule donation pickups. Number two, just put a donation center on your route and go there every single day. The more you move out, the easier it becomes. Uh, let's see. Hello, Debbie. Hello, DA. Denise. Okay, we have a question from the comments. How do you stay motivated when you can't see any progress while you're actively decluttering? I'm more in the sorting like with like phase, so I know what I can get rid of. So I don't have a lot going out all of the time yet. So motivation is super, super fickle. I would not rely on motivation to get stuff done. When you're in this sorting like with like phase, we want to focus on routine action. So you just have to be confident in the knowledge that if you consistently work on this, it will ultimately start freeing up a lot of space and feel more motivating. But motivation is just, <laughs> it's so fickle. <laughs> and you know, you've probably heard me say this before, but our, our motivation likes to go on vacation. It's in the Bahamas all the time. We're not relying on motivation. We have to rely on consistent action. You will get to a point, this is like a Tetris game, where all of a sudden you're doing a lot of sorting, a lot of sorting, start to move stuff out and pretty soon you have a Tetris where a whole giant area just frees up. So focus on the end goal and just even when you don't feel like it, consistent action, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes every day ultimately adds up to a ton of change. So stick with it. And if you need to come back here <laughs> and get motivation from other people, get motivation from our communities, but consistent action first and foremost. Uh, donationtown.org is where you can go to see if there are any donations, uh, pickup donations available in your area. Oh, another great suggestion from the comments here. Take before and after pictures and count items, keeping a tally. When you aren't seeing a lot, that's a great suggestion, DA. Thank you. When you're not seeing a lot of progress, it does it can feel really helpful to have a number. So you know, okay, I decluttered 100 items, or you can look back at your before picture and see how much progress you've made. The interesting thing about clutter is you become used to the landscape you're looking at. You don't even see your clutter. And very quickly as you're decluttering, you become used to your new landscape. You don't even see the progress you've made. So having those before pictures and those progress pictures can be great for comparison. You never need to show them to anyone. You can actually keep them hidden on your phone. But when you're feeling like not, you're not making any progress, you can go back 
and look and see, oh, wow, I actually have made a ton of progress. I just am so used to my surroundings. I don't see it. It's like when you have children and they're growing and you're not really seeing the growing every single day, but then you see somebody else's child that you haven't seen in a year. And it's like, wow, they've grown so much, right? Because you have, you haven't seen them in a year. When you see something every day, you don't see your progress, which is why before pictures can be helpful. So DA, thank you so much for that. Um, okay, next question. I'm struggling and feeling disappointed in myself. That is really, really difficult. And I think we definitely go through phases where we focus a lot on what we didn't do. I think the best way to combat that is to get out of that feeling just temporarily. So imagine yourself just stepping out of that bubble of disappointment and take one action that can make you feel better. Maybe you declutter 10 items. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you call an old friend. Just step out of that disappointment temporarily. Give yourself permission to step back into it if you choose to. Take a step out of it. Do something to start to change the dialogue. And then before you step back into being disappointed, ask yourself if that's really really where you want to stay. Chances are you don't want to stay there and you can keep moving forward. But Give yourself some grace. You're only human, right? <laughs> and take action. That can make you feel so much better so quickly. Um, I'm so sorry to the person who says my son had a house fire yesterday. That's a way to declutter pretty quickly. It's actually a mess, but nobody was hurt. So we are so grateful. I am so grateful that nobody was hurt in the house fire. And disasters like this can really help us see how temporary all of our possessions truly are. The most important thing in life is us, right? Our families, our relationships, our taking care of ourselves. We're irreplaceable stuff one way or another. It all ends up in a landfill one day. That is the cold, hard truth. Uh, let's see here. We have somebody here who is planning to do a men's bingo for October. It's a fun way to count. And also who's wrapping up the Clutter Boss Challenge on Saturday and wants a new challenge. So those are great ways to get motivated to play a men's bingo game. If you don't know what that is, we can talk about that in the It's All Clutter group. And the Clutter Boss Challenge, if you want to just follow a roadmap for 90 days of exactly what to do, that can be a great way to jumpstart your decluttering also. All right, let me scroll back to my other questions that came in earlier. Okay, if you don't have a temporary chaos zone, where do you put things that belong in another room? I'm trying. A lot of times when we start decluttering, we take stuff out and it creates all this temporary chaos. Now, in the ideal scenario, you have a spot in your house where you can put all of your temporary chaos so you can process it without it taking over your entire space. However, most of us don't have a zone where we can put our temporary chaos. The best thing to do in this case, there's a couple of things you could do. One idea is to go through a large closet or declutter a room that you could use as a temporary chaos zone so you can create that space. So start with a space that you could easily clear off if possible, maybe like a guest room bed, a dining room table, and then you have a zone that you can use. Or start with decluttering your closets so that when you start decluttering other areas, you can put things away and that can eliminate or at least free up a little of the temporary chaos also. Otherwise, if you really have no space, I would work on small areas at one, just at one time. So we're not bringing a ton more chaos into our living space. 
And as you're finding things that go in a certain location, like say you have a lot of bathroom stuff that you're working with, go to that space in the bathroom and declutter that space to make a home for the stuff that you're pulling out. Um, I would also say if you don't have a space for temporary chaos, this probably is a good indicator that you need to let go of quite a large percentage of your possessions. So being realistic at the beginning of this process and understanding how much storage space you have versus how many items you have to put into that storage space can just help you get into the right frame of mind for all of this. Most of the clients that I have worked with have needed to declutter a minimum of 50% of what they owned to live comfortably within their storage space. So just be really realistic with yourself. The more that you choose to hang on to the first time you go through this decluttering process, the more you're going to have to make decisions on again in the future. If you realize that you have to get rid of 50% of your stuff, I would aim to get rid of at least 25% in your first round of decluttering, which means take four items, choose one to get rid of. If you want to push yourself more, try and get rid of 50% right off the bat. Take 10 items, get rid of five. Make it a little game, but just understand the percentage that you're going to have to let go of just to live comfortably within your storage space. Keeping in mind, there is, you cannot be organized unless you are living comfortably in your storage space. If you have more stuff than you can store, you can never be organized. It's a math equation that does not work, right? It's 2x does not equal x, x being the amount of storage space that you have, right? So it's, it's never going to work. It's, you're never going to be organized until you're living within your storage space. So push yourself to that goal. That's your goal. Live within my storage space. Know your goal. Push yourself towards that goal because life is so much easier when everything has a home, when you can easily put things away, easily take things out, when your home is safer because there's nothing to trip over. Life is so much easier. It's just so much less exhausting. Uh, let's see here. I have too much time on my hands, yet I can't get anything completely done. Everywhere I look, there's clutter or things that need to be done. How do I attempt to get one area done? I have a severe ADHD brain. Yeah, that can definitely be a struggle for sure. Having too much time is <laughs> actually, ironically, a really difficult scenario. I would start every day doing what you need to do first, front load your day. So spend the first thing that you do in the morning, declutter one area for 10 or 15 minutes. When you have severe ADHD, we want to have smaller blocks of time and actually create a checklist, wake up, have breakfast, get dressed, declutter for 20 minutes, check it off every single day. You can either be more specific, like declutter the kitchen for 20 minutes. And then don't worry about decluttering for the rest of the day. Just keep doing that every day and you will start to see progress. If you put off what you want to do, if you put off the things that you're doing to work on your goals, you're going to end up never doing them because there's always more time later. That's why anytime you hear yourself saying, I'll just do this later, do it right now. Just do it first. Do the things that are most important to you in terms of meeting your goals first in your day before you do anything else. And then you can relax and enjoy the rest of your day because you've already gotten those big things done first. All right. I think that was the last question. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Here's another good one. 
I struggle going the last mile. It's as if I get a room 80% decluttered. My mind thinks it's done. I am so used to seeing the clutter that I hardly see the last 20%, but I'm sure those 20% attract new clutter. How do I become unblind to clutter leftovers? <laughs> that is a great question. Clutter does attract clutter. So think about the floor, the shoes on the floor in the hall, front hallway, right? They're going to attract more shoes there. Clutter attracts clutter. How do you push yourself to that last 20%? I mean, I think you kind of answered your own question. You, <laughs> you know it's there. <laughs> you just have to be realistic about when the end of a project is actually the end. So if you get to 80% and that feels great, maybe put a party on your calendar, invite friends over, and that can push you to get through that next 20%. You have to kind of give yourself a sense of urgency to push through the last portion of your clutter, whatever that looks like to you, uh, that sense of urgency. Set up a donation pickup. I think planning a party or inviting friends over is a great way to push through the last 20%. Have a picture of what you want the room to look like. And until that room looks like that, don't stop. <laughs> I hope that was helpful. Uh, we've been going for about 20 minutes now, so we're going to wrap up this segment. It's so nice to see everyone. If you have questions for next week, please go ahead and post them in the comments, post them in our Facebook groups, post them somewhere. All right. Sending lots of love and strength out to everyone. I'll see you on Friday.